Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. You should start having kids. You should get married. You should follow your heart. You should start a business. You should start a business. You should follow your heart. You should think about I should work out more. I should grow in my relationship with God. Church, we have something special for you today. Uh, I'm Hank, and every week I get the privilege of working with some of our high school students to lead worship at our weekly chapel services for City of Life Christian Academy. So here we have a few students. We have uh, Camilla, Corrales, and Angela, and we have Jude over here on percussion. We have Talia over on keys, and of course we have Nadiel, one of our school of ministry students. We prepared a song that's really ministered to our student body. I hope it ministers to you as well. Let's stand together and worship.
what a beautiful time in worship. You know, that just got me emotional. I'm so proud of not only this group, but what we are able to do at City of Life Christian Academy that defies culture and defies what culture tries to teach our young people. They're up here singing about the love and affirmation of God, and I just think that's something to celebrate this morning. Don't you agree? Amen. I'm Pastor Amy, and I want to welcome you here this morning. You can have a seat. Our service is really a beautiful service that we are so glad that you've decided to be here today and join us in. We have, you know, part of our vision statement here at City of Life is transforming culture through creativity. And although we put a lot of emphasis on the creative part, I don't want to forget the part that says transforming culture. And one of the ways that we day in and day out, you know, we don't just do so uh, on Sunday mornings in our services. Uh, Throughout the week, we actively are transforming culture. In one way in particular, it's 180 days, (laughs) if you know what I'm talking about. But um, we wanted to invite you in to see a glimpse of this was just one thing. That's, I mean, this group leads worship just like that every week at our chapels. And we have several creative elements that are a part of this service today. And we wanted to highlight and allow you to see a glimpse into how we're making an impact in the next generation, how you are making an impact in the next generation. So today we have incredible creative elements and also a powerful word that I know is going to bless you. And I know it's going to challenge you and make you see things here at City of Life in a broader perspective of what you're a part of. And so we welcome you today. And uh, next we have our elementary vocal choir. And uh, if you would, would you just put your your hands together and make them feel loved. Bye. 
Padre, te confieso, corazón abierto, que todo es muy incierto en este desierto. Mi vulnerabilidad es el descubierto. Siento que mi barco está muy lejos de su puerto. ¿Por qué será que ya no sale solo en mis días? ¿Por qué mis noches son tan frías? ¿Por qué será que siento que me falta algo? ¿Por qué este camino gris se siente tan largo? Sé que está sobrando aunque no te sienta. Sé que está sobrando aunque no te vea. Sé que voy a salir de esta odisea. Sé que voy a ganar esta pelea. Sé que vas a estar de esta manera temporaria. Que en ti yo viviré una vida extraordinaria. Que aunque no puedo entender, me consola saber que todo yo sé que. Intentional parenting requires a hand of discipline from a heart of love because it's the only way to raise children who are wise, competent, and thoughtful adults. But what about when they're outside your home? What about the hours your child spends in school? What about the influence of friends, spiritual development, and recreation? More than anything else, City of Life Christian Academy's desire is to partner with you to create an environment to allow your children to grow into just that wise, competent, and thoughtful. My name is Pastor Mari, and I have the honor of being one of City of Life Christian Academy's principal. And our mission is to make the hope of Jesus known by discipling students to love God, serve others, and live big in an environment that is spiritually, emotionally, and physically safe in preparation for their God-given destinies. And we want to invite you to be part of what God is doing here at City of Life. Our school offers a biblically integrated curriculum from the top Christian publishers in the country. Our teachers are passionate about their students, and I can guarantee that your child is more than just a number here. In addition, our students take part in our weekly chapels, which are powerful times of prayer, worship, and engaging the Word of God. We place a premium on making the hope of Jesus known in each student's life. You may be asking, but I can't afford a private Christian education. Did you know that we have several scholarship opportunities that cover up to 90% of the tuition? Please visit our website at www.colca.education to partner with us. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? such an honor for me to be here with all of you today. My name is Pastor Mari. I serve here on our worship team, but I also have the incredible opportunity of being our elementary school principal. And I just want to get started by just honoring some incredible people that have paved the way, and that is why I am here today. So Drs. Gary and Janice Smith, thank you for your vision. My children get to walk in that vision today, and of course, our senior leadership, pastors Jeffrey and Amy Smith. Thank you for trusting me with this. And of course, our incomparable Dr. Harkema. Dr. Harkema, why don't you stand up and say hello to everybody with the way. We're so grateful for you. 
I love, I get to learn from her every single day, and her wisdom is just amazing, and I'm so grateful that we get to work together. And of course, our incredible teachers, I know they are all around this room. If you all can stand up too, if you're a teacher of City of Life Christian Academy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so grateful. And Coach Rob, you too, man. <laughs> He's part of our admin team. Thank you. We honor you today. And lastly, I want to honor my father. Um, I'm going to talk about my dad today, so if I cry, I apologize in advance. But, you know, my dad placed such a passion for education from an early, early age. And um, when he passed away, people were like, what can we do? What can we give? And the Lord had really has blessed my family. And I said, you know what? My dad was always so passionate about education. He'd be so proud of me for being where I am today. And I said, let's start a legacy fund for him. And so many people gave to that. But that has evolved. And we started something that is going live today, our City of Life Christian Academies giving program. If you are somebody that wants to partner with us, uh, whether you are a business, whether you are a person that just says, hey, I want to invest and I want to partner with the students of City of Life Christian Academy, it's, there's a QR code on the screen. We're going to have um, different um, fundraisers throughout the year, and that is a way that you can get involved. Amen? There is so much legacy, as you all can see, at City of Life Christian Academy, and I just want to take a moment to talk about what that legacy means. And you may be sitting here today and saying, but my kids don't go to City of Life Christian Academy, or I don't have kids, or I am a kid myself. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that there is a message for you that the Lord has given me, and I promise that it's going to impact you. It's going to change your life, and I believe that it's, you're going to come out of here better knowing exactly how you're going to walk. Amen? Amen? So if you can open your Bibles with me, we're going to start Genesis 45, verses 4 through 5. You can open your Bible app. You can also follow us on the screen if it's on the screen. Genesis 45, 4 through 5. I'm going to be jumping around just a little bit. It says, then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it, ha it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And then I'm going to jump to Genesis 50 verses 22 through 23. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all of his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also, the children of Makir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Verse 26 says, Joseph dies at the age of 110. I want to speak today to you about leaving a legacy. Let's bow your, our heads and pray. Father God, thank you for this opportunity that I get to share about what leaving a legacy means, what it means to me, and I know that it can mean to every single person in this place. I just pray that you use me and that you, I just be a vessel for your word today. Thank you for every person, for every teacher, for every admin, for every person that has just left a legacy so that we just simply are walking in it, God. In your name we pray, amen. You know, my dad loved to force me to do things. He was also always telling me, you have to do this. You have to go practice your piano. You have to um, go sing. And I remember at the tender age of nine, ten years old, I'm sure my mother can remember this, he would um, make me dress up in a nice dress, stand outside in our backyard, and he would take out this big, giant video recorder, and he would make me sing. And I'll never forget, I would start like this, and I would have to raise my head to the camera. <laughs> and sing, and I hated it, I hated it. Everybody was playing, everybody, it was Saturday, I wanted to hang out, watch TV, and no, my dad would make me do this. And as I am here now, you know, a mom, a woman, a principal, a pastor, and I get to worship every Sunday with you guys and lead our congregation, I am just so thankful that my dad instilled that in me. I think about how that investment or that legacy that my dad left me is now carrying over into my life. 
when I see my little daughter up here getting to sing her solo, when I see every week, every day, how I get to, to encourage students, I know that it was what my dad instilled in me. After his passing, I came to fully understand what legacy is and why it is so important. You know, we see legacy all throughout the scripture. Obviously, Jesus left legacy. Moses, David, they all left these legacies where the generations were able to, to be blessed by it. But I'm so, the story of Joseph really catches my attention. You know, Joseph was a man that was betrayed, left for dead, then sold, thrown in jail, forgotten, ripped away from his family. He had every excuse, every excuse to be bitter, to be vengeful, to be hateful. That could have easily been his legacy. Yet Joseph chose he made a conscious decision to leave a different type of legacy and there are three things that Joseph teaches us three things that he leaves behind that to this day we get to walk into Joseph chose a legacy of faithfulness he chose a legacy of forgiveness and he chose a legacy of generosity he was faithful. He didn't waver when he was sold, when he was taken away from his family. When Potiphar's wife lied about him, he remained faithful. When he was thrown into jail, he remained faithful. He also chose a legacy of forgiveness. The moment he revealed himself to his brother, he said, don't be mad. I mean, I don't know about you, but if it's been all these years, and I saw the people that betrayed me, I would have been like, um, let me tell you everything I just went through. I was sold. I was seduced by a crazy woman. I was thrown in jail. I helped a guy out, and then he told me he was going to remember me, and he didn't. But no, here I am. He just said, I forgive you. It's okay. This was God's plan. What a legacy. He instantly forgave. He left it legacy of generosity. He went beyond the forgiveness. He said, bring my father back. Bring your families back. Come back. I have a land for you. He was so generous. Have you ever asked yourself, I'm sure you have, I want to do more. What's my purpose? How can I make a difference? You know what you're basically asking? You're basically asking, what legacy can I leave behind? You know, we all have the ability to leave a legacy. If we look at the definition of legacy, is it is a gift by will. Something that we intentionally leave behind. And the worldly definition is something seen by possession or something of monetary value. But as believers, we have the opportunity to leave a spiritual legacy. Like Joseph, we can leave one of faithfulness one of forgiveness, one of generosity, one that is full of love. What spiritual legacy are you leaving behind today? Everything that you do, everything that I do has an eternal impact. You know, you don't have to have school-aged children or be a parent to have a legacy. Serving in city kids, choosing to minister to your coworkers, choosing to minister to those around you, to your children if you do have children. Legacy is something intentional. You can't be passive about it. You have to take action. Serving in city kids, choosing Christian education if you do have children, bringing your kids to ICON, knowing that there are young leaders that are pouring into your teenagers at their level. Inviting those around you to church so that they can come hear the word of God. That's called being intentional. Joseph was intentional. He didn't choose just to be faithful, forgiving, and generous because he wanted to or because it was in his nature. 
Maybe he was a nine Enneagram, for those of you who know anything about Enneagrams, the peaceful maker. He did it because he chose to trust God. He was intentional about it. The only way we're ever going to leave a legacy if, is we invest time in the word of God in scripture and being intentional with what kind of legacy we want to leave behind. He chose to leave a legacy. He chose to trust God. He chose to say, I forgive you. He chose to give them everything and be generous. What legacy do you want to leave behind? How does your leaving a legacy look like? When I think of my dad and the amazing legacy he left behind, I think of my grandfather. My grandfather was a pastor, a teacher. He got married, had 15 children by the same wife, y'all, the same wife. What a faithful man. My dad always said that they must have not had a TV. That's what my dad would say. But my grandfather, even after having all those kids, he chose to go to college after being an adult. He became an English teacher in Puerto Rico. He placed education such a premium on all of my family. And not only that, but he also made sure that they would go to church. And you know, you can imagine, yesterday actually in our family chat, we have a family chat, there's a lot of people on that family chat. I have 39 first cousins, and we all serve the Lord. We all go to church. So many of my family members are professionals. They have lived a life where they have gone to school I have so many of my aunts and my cousins are teachers. I studied that. And I think about that value that my dad not only placed on education, making sure that I went to school. He took me to um, a private school the first eight years of my life. And I really believe that that molded me because that Christian school was able to partner with my mom and dad. But he also made sure that I would come to church every Sunday to every rehearsal. And you know, I grew up in a Spanish church, so you know those things are long. <laughs> I think about when we, God moved us to this church and my dad followed me. You know, I had gotten married, had a little girl, and he's, I'm following you. I'm gonna go where you are now. He would sit on that pew. I think about all the my childhood and all the teenagers and all the kids that would come over to my house. My dad would pick up a group of boys every Sunday so that they could play with us on Sunday. And to this day, those boys are professional musicians. If you came to his funeral, you saw how many people he impacted, how many people he mentored. He's not here anymore, but his legacy is. And it's tangible. I see it in my life. I see it in my kids' lives. Every time I walk this, this campus, I think of my dad. In the same way, investing in the next generation and Christian education was my dad's legacy. You can decide today what your legacy is going to be. What do you want to leave behind? I want to be like my dad. I want to be like Joseph. I want to leave a legacy that is full of faith, full of forgiveness, and full of generosity. Amen. Thank you so much. My journey with City of Life Church started my junior year of high school. I remember it was a Wednesday afternoon, Pastor Jessica came over with Pastor Justin and they led an FCA meeting at St. Cloud High, around the same time I was making plans for college. When Pastor Jessica spoke about City of Life School of Ministry, I knew that it was what God had in store for my future. I didn't want to wait. Actually, so much so, for my senior year of high school, 
I transferred to City of Life Christian Academy. The time I spent here at City of Life Christian Academy allowed me to be immersed in a Christian environment that stirred my heart for God. Coming from public school, I was able to see the huge differences between a public education and a Christian education. I was able to learn safely in daily Bible classes and weekly encouraging chapels that weren't available at public school. After graduating from Kolka in 2020, I knew that my next step was to do City of Life School of Ministry program. My time in School of Ministry shaped me and prepared me for what I do today. In a year like 2020, School of Ministry helped me stay focused and pursue the purpose of God for my life. I remember getting the privilege and opportunity to call the families of our church and encourage them and pray for them throughout the most difficult year of the pandemic. I got to act in video skits for city kids that allowed families to still be able to worship God from home. I was able to live out the vision statement of our church, transforming culture through creativity. I know that our church was able to move forward and I was able to grow because of it. Because of my experience at City of Life School of Ministry, I was prepared to work in full-time ministry. I'm so grateful though, because that's not all my time as an intern prepared me for. I was able to build and cultivate professional habits, learn how to work effectively in an office setting, and it gave me time to pursue my education at Southeastern University and so much more. My time throughout the internship enabled me to step into young adulthood with a really strong foundation. If you're wondering whether or not School of Ministry is right for you, I'd say that if you're graduating high school soon or in a season of discovering God's purpose for your life, School of Ministry is definitely Well, hello, City of Life. How's everyone doing today? This is a good day to be in church. My name is Pastor Jessica, and I am our student ministry pastor here at City of Life. And I love that video of Eli. It just shows, you know, how much we believe in education here at City of Life. And, you know, a big part of education here is experiential learning which is where our School of Ministry program comes in. For those of you that don't know, we have a 10-month School of Ministry program that is partnered with Southeastern University, which is a regionally accredited college here in Florida, and we get to offer you know, the opportunity to get your degree while also being an intern here at City of Life, which is a little bit of what you saw Eli talk about. And we're really excited to also announce that this summer, we are launching a summer internship program. We believe, you know, we believe that there's so many of you in the pews that are wanting to know what it's like to be an intern, but maybe you work full-time jobs, maybe you're a mom, you know, you can't commit to a full-time schedule. We want to let you know that summer internship could be the opportunity for you. You know, we have um, our evening program students going through the program right now, and they are um, people from all walks of life. We have professionals, we have teachers, you know, and they are choosing to do our internship program because they are wanting more. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, like, I just want more. Whatever that looks like, God. You know, in the past we've said, you know, a season like internship is where you just push it all to the center of the table and you just say, God, whatever you want to do with me, I'm here. And I love that about our School of Ministry students. And, you know, today I have the privilege of also sharing an encouragement, which, by the way, Pastor Madi, she just did incredible. Can we give a clap for her? And, you know, in continuing the encouragement today, I want to let you know that God is not done building you into all you are called to be. He's not done. And in Proverbs 24, 3 through 4, it reads, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Today my encouragement is titled, Build the House. Build the House. You know, have you ever felt like building just takes forever? You know, it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. I'm 29 years old. I graduated when I was 17. And I got my degree last year in ministerial leadership from Southeastern University at 28 years old. 
can we be honest? Building takes time. There was a lot of detours there. Maybe you feel like that way with your career. Building your career takes time. You don't just graduate high school and all of a sudden become a business owner, right? Building your business takes time. You have a vision. You have the energy. You have the excitement for it. But it takes time. Building a family takes time. Meeting the right spouse. Raising children in God's way. That takes time. Maybe building a literal home. How many people in here have built their own home? Okay. Building a home then, you know, takes time. A lot longer than maybe you wanted it to take. You know, one day, the Lord had given me a dream. An actual dream. Like a sleeping dream. (laughs) And in this dream, I saw a house. And I walked through the house, looked into different rooms, went up the stairs, and I didn't like the house that I saw. I remember looking in every room and just not being satisfied with what I saw. And in my dream, Jesus came to me and he brought me to the top of the house. And we walked through from the top of the house to the bottom. And he began to show me different aspects of this house, the way that he saw it from his perspective. And I began to see the house differently. I began to see that it was beautiful, that it was so intricate with detail, and that this house was a work in progress. When I woke up, I believed that the Lord was telling me that I am the house. And I want to propose to you today that the house God is building is you. That the house God is building is your life. And I believe that God builds us in many different ways. Like Proverbs 24 states, he uses wisdom, he uses understanding, and he uses knowledge to construct the foundation of our lives, the walls of our lives, and the roof of our lives. I believe that the foundation is your relationship with God. The walls are the maturing process that establish you. And the roof is the knowledge that comes into your life and is a covering for your life and for others. Let's start with number one, the foundation. As Proverbs states, it says that wisdom builds a house. It also says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. You know, I believe that in order to build a strong house, you need the foundation of a relationship with Jesus. You need the foundation of a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. It's like what Pastor Gary was saying. It's like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Have you built your life on the solid rock of Jesus? You know, Jesus goes on to say that those who do not build their life on the solid rock are those that build their life on sand. And when the storms come, your foundation erodes. You know, the storms of life really tell us where our foundation is. The storms of life will show us, and it will make it abundantly clear to you if you have built your life on the solid, unshakable kingdom or on shifting sand. You know, at 18 years old, I had built my life on shifting sand. I was on a path to destruction. I was living a life not for God, and that life led me through some really destructive places, and eventually led me to breaking my ankle. And this story is for another day, but let's just say 
that breaking my ankle quite literally stopped me in my tracks. And you know, that moment of breaking my ankle, I had to reevaluate some things and ask myself, what am I building my life on? What is this all for? Who am I living for? And when I looked down, I could see very clearly that my life was not built on the rock. And from that moment forward, I chose to build my life on the solid rock of Jesus, and I haven't looked back. I haven't looked back. Because though I've gone through some storms in the last 11 years, I am not shaken. My relationship with God is still that firm foundation. The second place is the walls, the walls of your life. Through understanding, a house is established. You know, another word I would like to say for understanding is through maturity. Through maturity, a house is established. You know, to mature in your relationship with Christ is like building up those firm, stable walls that are load-bearing walls. They're able to carry a lot. You know, Pastor Justin said this to me the other day. He said, a structure without relationship is just religion. As a house, you need Jesus. You need relationship with Jesus that matures you daily. You know, at 18, I made that one-time decision to give my life to the Lord, but I couldn't just leave it there. I couldn't just walk out these doors the same. I had to choose to mature. Because having the foundation is great, but I needed to build up some walls. Are you maturing in your relationship with Christ today? You know, and I'm asking a lot of different kinds of people in the room. I know that there are people in this room that have walked with Jesus for 50 years or 20 years or 30 years. But are you still maturing in your walk with God? Maybe you just decided to give your life to Jesus in Pastor Mahdi's message. Choose today that you're not going to walk out of this room differently, but that you will choose to mature in Christ. You know, you can choose to mature in Christ in many different ways. Maybe for you today, that just looks like reaching out to another believer. Reaching out to a friend for advice. For others, it might look like joining the dream team. Taking that next step in your relationship with God, your walk with God, and choosing to surround yourself with people who are going in the same direction as you. It might look like starting a Bible reading plan. Or it might look like joining School of Ministry. Put a little plug in there. And number three, you need a roof. You need a roof for a house. Through knowledge, a house is filled with rare and beautiful treasures. You can't furnish a house with rare and beautiful treasures without a roof. My sister-in-law has one of my favorite houses. And recently, she just bought it a couple years ago and furnished it with all of these beautiful furnishings. And obviously, without a roof, wouldn't last, right? And she has this room in her house that we affectionately call the therapy room. It has two couches that face each other, and it's just like so cozy and perfect. And every time we go in there, we cry. And so we call it the therapy room. But you know, it made me think that I want my life to be like a house that has a roof with beautiful furnishings that invites others in to experience Jesus, to know of the love of Christ, to find a safe place to run to. You can come to me. You can come to me today. 
because I have chosen not just to build a foundation on my life, not just to establish walls in my life of maturity, but to also provide a covering for my life and also for others. Are you doing that for your life? Are you providing a roof for others to come to you, to know that you are a safe person, that they can trust, that they can talk to about Jesus, that they can grieve alongside of? You can be that person for someone today. And I'll leave you with this. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ's return. Church, God is not done building you. He's not done. I believe that he's calling each one of us to be a complete home. A home that has the foundation of a relationship with God a home that has walls of maturity, of time tested. Sometimes you just need time, faithfulness to walk after Christ for years. Don't give up. Don't, I, I know someone's in this room saying, Pastor Jessica, I've been following Jesus a year and it's not worked out for me. I've gone through some tough things. I've lost my job. I have health issues. Don't stop. With time, you will see that God is faithful, that he is on your side. And I believe that we're also supposed to be a house that has a roof that invites others in to find safety, to meet Jesus. You know, today, you might be saying, well, Pastor Jessica, I don't even have a foundation. I want to invite you today to take the opportunity that is in front of you to accept Jesus, to build your life on the solid, unshakable rock. I promise you that you will not regret it. Accepting Jesus and building your life on this solid rock will be the best decision you will ever make and the best decision you can ever make. It's life-changing. It's transformative. And with no one looking around and every head bowed, I want to give you that opportunity right now. The Bible says that now is the time of salvation. Don't wait. Don't wait to go through a trial for life to become difficult, to push you into a corner like I did. Choose him now. He is merciful, he is gracious, and he is kind. And he died for your sins. If you would like to accept Jesus, would you just lift your hand right now in acknowledgement that you want to build your life on the solid rock. With no one looking around, would you lift your hand? Would you repeat this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, I'm inviting you into my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I'm choosing today to turn away from my old life and walk into a brand new life with you. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Church, thank you so much. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.